on today's Tommy experience, one more go around being mad about the Cubs. Pat and I just walked through our feelings of the trade deadline, and then I promised it's over after that. And then we go into a Chicago team's power rankings. Uh, we talk about the Bulls move. We talk about the Blackhawks moves, and it's just it's a good day to have a good day, everybody. So uh, make sure that you like and subscribe to YouTube. Uh, watch the YouTube video. Um, listen to the podcast. If you listen to it, watch it on YouTube. If you watch it on YouTube, listen to it on the podcast. Uh, and then go to TommyExperience.com. Uh, you can find the Twitter and Instagram handles uh, to watch everything and see everything that we do on social media. Um, and that's that's everything. So here we go, Tommy Experience. All right. Today is August 5th, 2021. Uh, good friend Pat as always to my to my left i think no to my right but left on the screen i'm left on the screen whatever uh pat i took over the on this day task again because right when we started this i was on twitter right before you joined in okay and on this day on august 5th 1993 uh, Robin Ventura was recovering from a headache because on August 4th, 1993, he charged the mound against Nolan Ryan. And for at least six minutes, there was a brawl at Texas well, Rangers Stadium. I remember it. Yeah, you would you would be know. able to speak more to it because I was not born. Okay, so he was the only guy I've ever seen get eight hits off of Ryan in one, one inning. <laughs> and no one was considered old at the time to me now it was, he was young but um he whooped he whooped our favorite one of my favorite white Sox butts yeah my yeah my grandmother's favorite white sock yeah he mm. took him to the shed but the crazy thing is watching it gene lamont was out there arguing because they let nolan ryan stay in the game i know and then you'll the, the, there's pictures that they you'll see and he's got blood all over him and he's pitching it's like yeah. crazy. That would not happen today. No, no, it would not. They would both be gone and suspended for weeks on end. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so that was a fun thra- uh, throwback. Bo Jackson just taking people by one hand and just throwing people around was awesome. Bo Jackson was one, and probably still is one strong man. Big dude, big yeah. dude, good yeah. golfer too. Apparently. Really, Fun you know, fact. I I don't know if he's still local, but he was um lived in like Lamont or uh, over in that area for oh. a while. Well, he's got like a sports academy over there. Oh, okay, yeah. Auburn, oh, hey, Bo, if you're Auburn listening, Tiger. you're always welcome. Yeah, Come Bo on. Jackson, please join us. Um, so let's move on here. Uh, here's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna have our one last stand talking about the Chicago Cubs and the trade deadline. Oh, did um, they make any? Stop it. Sorry. Sorry. We're just going to do that and then we're going to get into some other stuff. But I prom- I want to promise the listeners this is the last time we were going to talk about the trade deadline for at least until I say so. But <laughs> I'm thinking football is going to be picking up. There's not really going to be much to talk about with the Chicago Cubs. Oh, just give us this put- one last stand with the Chicago Cubs and being mad or whatever at them. And then we're going to be getting the pro football Correct. and Correct. college football. And um, yes, I and- think um, 
And then we'll probably get into it a little more later. Uh, I think the Bulls and the Blackhawks will be starting up soon, and they've made some acquisitions. Yes, so we're going to talk about that later. Yes, absolutely. Um, but one last stand, talking about this trade deadline. Uh, Pat, before we started, asked me if he could poke the bear. So <laughs> before you do that, before you say anything, um, little Easter egg for you in this office like and subscribe to YouTube and you'll notice that before there was one third baseman Hall of Fame ba third baseman that was framed behind me and now there's another maybe Hall of Fame third baseman framed behind me a couple more years of yes ladies really and gentlemen that is the gold world series champion of the world Chicago Cubs Chris Bryant jersey in the frame today as we pay tribute and honor to the career of one Chris Bryant on the north side of Chicago. Also want to point out, no free ads. We would like some paid ads or some free stuff, but obvious shirts, wearing my obvious shirt. Chris Bryant is better at baseball than me and everybody that the Cubs traded him for. <laughs> wow. So shout out to Joe at Obvious Shirts. You're the man. Bing, bing, bing. That's the bell Every, ring. He just dropped some new shirts today, or I should say yesterday. Uh, I miss Chris Bryant, uh, Brizzo Forever, the Core uh -huh. Four. Check him out, obviousshirts.com. Shout out, Joe. Thank you so much uh, for giving me this. Not giving me. I bought this shirt from you. Thank you for making this shirt that I bought from you. You know, we wouldn't mind. We would wear the shirts on the, you know. On we would the, wear them every day, Joe. We would wear them every day. So. Yeah. Um, we would love to have him on the podcast as well. Shout out to Haynes for making this, this <laughs> great t-shirt I'm wearing. No. Oh, but obvious shirts, very soft shirts. Wear them to right. almost every game now. Um, nice. But yes, uh, I'm wearing it because I am bitter. Pat, you said you wanted to poke the bear. I would like to let you go first. Well, 16 won the World Series. 17, they had a decent season. Haven't done anything since, so I don't know what the option was. Do you hold on to these guys, and then at the end of the season we will we'll have a, oh on a Tuesday there goes Rizzo somewhere, and on a Friday there goes no you trade them you get you get prospects. You know what? In in a couple of years maybe you're wearing a, a magical obvious shirt. You know something magical about magical. Hey, you can use that. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I'm. I think I'm accepting of it. And I'm actually, I know people are upset at um, Tom Ricketts because he, they think he, he tore up the team and Jed Hoyer, but I would, you know, here's, here's, I'm going to poke the bear. Hoyer might be the executive of the year. If you can determine that in five years after we see how these guys you got turn out. Okay. So you're happy. No, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm happy. I'm accepting. Accepting. Okay. Yeah. And um, last night when I was watching the game, I wasn't as accepting. I'm like, I can't handle three years of this. Um, but we saw it happen twice. We saw the Cubs do this in, what, 12, 13 in that time frame. And, and within three years, they built up to a World Series contending team. And the, I think the fourth year, they were World Series champions of the world. And then... That winter, we saw our friends on the south side pretty much do the same thing. They got rid of probably one of the best pitchers in baseball, and Chris Chris Sale, 
and some other guys and and now they're paying dividends because they i would say they are one of the top teams in the american league and they they could be there for a couple years sure absolutely where in my past i saw the cubs you know where you just it's it felt like they were just doing enough to be 500 so if you got to take it you know you know tank it for a couple years to get great i think it's worth it okay I was very, I was very, I'm accepting of what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Oh, wow. You, you're, you've, you've got, no, I'm about to lay into it, but I'm accepting of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And and don't get me wrong. I wish they could have uh, reached agreements with um, at least two of these guys. Um, I I would have loved to see Rizzo plays his, played the rest of his career with the Cubs and Bryant. I think, I think the time to sign Bryant was in 17. Yeah. You know, you put them. You are you are right on that. You are right on that. That the time to resign Chris Bryant was. And where they real where management takes it, I think it takes should take the blame is they had all these guys expiring at the same time. You needed to space those out so that you could sign them. Because let's say they signed um, Bryant to a two year extension, seventeen. Well, guess who comes off the books after two more years? That would be Jason Hayward. Then you got twenty million dollars at least to play with. I hear you. Um, okay. The thing that I agree with you on is this could have been done for Chris Bryant in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said you wish that there was a way they could have re-signed these guys, all of them, right? Not all of them. Yeah. Well, to have the means no. to be able to do it. The means. Well, they they have the means to be able. Because I do agree. That. I agree with the. I agree with the moves to a certain extent. But the point I'm trying to make, I guess, is. This absolutely could have happened where you keep Rizzo, you keep Chris Bryant. Maybe you, oh, yeah. maybe you let Javi um, get an offer and see if you want to match it. It uh, should it have ad- happened. Because- it should have happened and it absolutely yeah. could have happened. And here's why. Uh, the Cubs won the World Series in 2016. You are correct. 2017, they absolutely went for it again. Lost to a better team. With, that was the Los Angeles Dodgers who eventually lost to a cheating team in the Houston Astros. Yeah, and I wish Joe – Joe. I think that was the one World or NLCS where Joe could have managed better. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. I But and I was at game five, and, and I really do believe with all my heart the Dodgers were better than the Chicago Cubs in 2017. Yeah. But the Cubs went for it, clearly. Oh, when yeah. When you trade away Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez to the south side – to get Jose Quintana, you're going mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, and, and the window. Yes, you, you're in yes, the window. You're in the so window. You, you go, go for, for it. it. Yes. Yeah. 2018. Let's let's go there. You signed. Uh, you well, you signed Wade Davis in 2017. In 2018, you had trouble with Wade Davis because he got hurt putting his pants on. Yeah. Um, in 2018, you really needed to make a move to compete because. The division slipped away and went to Milwaukee, and then you lost in a wild card game to a Rockies team. Also, I was at that game, incredible game, but that's not the point. The point is, here's what I think went wrong. The Cubs knew what they needed. Theo went to Tom and said, these are the things that I need. And Tom said, you could get one of those things. But not everything that you need. You do need to be on a budget, absolutely. But you don't need to make the budget so small when you're a 
top market team in the league. And but I don't the, but think this they have a small budget. Pat, I let you talk. <laughs> so, 2018, they weren't a lot. <laughs> for those of you just listening, Pat just put his microphone away, and now he's sitting back. 2018, the Cubs were allowed to make a couple moves, but were not allowed to get the entire supporting cast that they needed for the core to go after the championship. Meanwhile, it's lingering that you do need to re-sign these guys if you want to make it happen. And the window is absolutely open to do this. Going to 2019, same thing, trade deadline, waiver deadline. I need these things to compete in the playoffs. Well, you can have one or two of these things, but now you're just getting into my pockets, says Tom Ricketts. Don't even make the playoffs. 2020, COVID season, absolutely understand that. Go to the playoffs, whatever. 2020 is a wash to me. It wasn't going to happen. I don't know how it could have happened. I don't know what you do. 2021, you go into 2021, you immediately trade you Darvish. You get Kyle Davies in return and a couple small arms. But right there, you're telling... You're telling everybody you don't want to spend money. Who did they trade? Hugh Darvish. Who did I say? Oh, so, so at some point they signed Hugh Darvish. They did sign Hugh Darvish. Okay, all right. Touche. In 2018, they did sign Hugh Darvish at the beginning of the year. Touche. Or is it 19? It was 2018 because I was at his first start at Wrigley. 2018. Obviously, it didn't pan out the way that we wanted to, but he was electric in 2020. Uh, and continued to work for the Padres. 2021, trade away you Darvish, sign back Jake Arrieta. Um, and it's already to the point where after the 2020 season, Theo leaves and everybody, and he maybe he didn't want his hands with the blood of the breakup that was coming. Or was it his frustration with Tom Ricketts that he wasn't allowed to spend any money? Now you can talk if you want to. Is that a question for me? Sure. Yeah, you can. You can. Um, it could be. I don't think we'll ever know. We're never going to know. But this is my stance and this is where I'm staying. Tom Ricketts didn't want to spend the money for the supporting cast because he knew all along that it was going to cost a lot to, to sign all the guys. Theo wanted to sign the guys and go for it consistently. And Tom didn't want that. He wanted money in his pockets. So maybe he said that you could sign one of them or something. Theo gets frustrated. He leaves. He needs somebody to, to just be his guy and save money. So Jed Hoyer was like, hey, I want to play franchise mode on MLB The Show 21 and trade away all these guys and get young guys and try to win it in a couple years. So it's going to come around where these young guys were looking at its window of 2024, 2025, where these guys are still going to have to be paid again. And I could be absolutely wrong after this offseason if they do sign somebody big or multiple people big because the team as constructed now, even with the young guys that are coming up, are not going to win a championship. They need help. There's going to be holes. And the question is, is Tom Ricketts going to spend the money to fill those holes, potentially get our guys back, and go for it year after year after year because you are a big market team with big market pockets and you should spend the money to win. I agree. But but I think a lot of the holes goes go back to 
guys not panning out. I agree with that. I agree that um, there were guys that did not pan out. But I also had feel, a rough first year. Yeah. Wade Davis got, uh, had a rough year. Then they signed the guy from the Dodgers to be the closer, and he was always hurt. And then um, uh, let's let's look at um, uh, Addison Russell. He was gone shortly after for off-field behavior. Um, and then some of the like the guys who did pan out. Guy I didn't think it was going to pan out was a uh, hobby and hobby hobby turned yeah. into a good ball player. Yeah, and. The guy I think now they have to sign to an extension is the guy behind the plate, Wilson Contreras. You have to get that done immediately. You want to show me that you care, you get Wilson Contreras locked up because you're not going to find another catcher like Wilson Contreras mm-hmm. for and years to come. He's a once-generational. Every now and then there's two to three catchers that are just must-have. And, and and they invest a lot in closers, you know, um, uh, with all those those signings. They made the they in the end if they would have kept Darvish, he would have been the right choice over Arietta because Arietta did not have that great of a run in um, Philadelphia and he and he's actually not having a good run here in Chicago. But I don't think they paid a lot for him. It's one year, come back for a farewell tour and then be on your way. That's what's yeah. happening with you with Jake Arietta. Um, I think it was time to say goodbye to John Lester. Here's one thing they didn't do after 16 that I still I'm sitting there going, when are they going to fix this? And didn't have to be Dexter Fowler. They didn't have to sign Dexter Fowler, but they have not had a leadoff man. There is no leadoff man yet. Now, and then Nick Magical had- could be that leadoff man. I completely agree with the Craig Kimbrell trade. I think I really like the return on the Craig Kimbrell trade. You get yeah. another young arm in the bullpen, and I love Nick Madrigal. Mr. Oh, Two strikes himself. He doesn't strike out, and he makes contact with the ball. A lot and, of White Sox the, fans didn't like him for some reason, but I like Nick Madrigal. I'm very excited for next year when he's in the lineup. Two White Sox fans were telling me that it was the Cubs' benefit from this. And one of them said the pitcher, if they got the pitcher alone, they would have benefited. And there's um, no – I don't know Craig Kimbrough. I don't know if he's done after this year or the next year. But there's no, no, they've got another year. They've okay. got another year. But even so, after that, there's no guarantee that even next year he's going to be on the same level that he's on now yeah, or he's going to resign with them. So I think I think the Cubs made an excellent deal with yeah, that. And Ryan Tapera. Yeah. I'm, I really like that deal too. I don't mind them going to the south side. No, no. And you know what? Well, here's the funny thing I read was – um. Jed Hoyer will get credit for building two championships in Chicago, one on each side of town. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's um, hope on the back end it is one on the north side. But uh, I, yeah, well, that's the thing with me is is I waited my whole life, and I and I'm not 108, but to see the Cubs win, so I I'm kind of willing to give a little slack, probably a little more slack to the Cubs to, to the rebuild than you are because. I was my biggest fear was seeing all three of these guys walk away, and for some reason, even Rizzo said it. Hey, they signed none of us. Well, they didn't sign any of you. So, would they have signed you at the end of the year? No. Maybe they realized that, and they said, "We trade them now, or we won't get anything. We can't go back and sign them two years ago." Yeah, but it we could. Can, yeah, we can get some. It now. could be that. So, yeah, it could be the that. The writing on the wall was after the, the 17, 18, 19, those seasons because now, and I was like, we got to trade these guys because they, they're not. They're it's not either concerned. that or it's either it's either frustration with the core of the man of the ownership not willing to spend the money 
for the team. And that's something that you're correct. We're not going to know the answer to. It's all speculation at this point. But I think we're going to get some more answers when these guys are signing as free agents. Are they coming back or are they not? And I'm leaning towards all three of them not coming back. I think Chris Bryant is... If any of them come back, I think it'll be Rizzo. I don't know if it'll be after this year. If any of them, it's Rizzo. He doesn't really have a connection to New York. He's playing out amazing well, in New York. He's East Coast. His family's East Coast. His Correct. father's from yeah. Uh, they do, yeah they do have family in the in the New York Jersey area. Uh, Javi's not coming back. I'm surprised he hasn't signed with the Mets yet. Maybe the Mets are waiting to see what the market value is on Javi Baez, well, which is smart. But he would take I a have, pay cut to pay with, to play with his best friend. I have a feeling that the the players, not just these three free agents, but the free agent market is going to be surprised because all the the big money teams, the Yankees, the Dodgers, those are the ones who are spending the money. Other teams like the A's where we just traded Chafin, they're looking for guys to hopefully get them over the hump. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tampa Bay is looking for short-term guys because they don't, I don't know what they draw there, but they don't have the big money. The big money teams play in Los Angeles and New York. And and so that's a limited market. I don't get the mentality that Chicago is not a big market. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Would you rather be like the me. New York or the L.A. or you want to be like Tampa? You need, to, a, you need to spend the money. And I have a feeling, you know, the Sox are going to run into the same issue in about three or four years where, hey, time to pay these guys. Yeah. They made a smart move. They um, they signed Lynn to an extension, you know, and so that'll break it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it, if you could get back and, you know, go back in time, I think it, it's not this year or last year. It was three four years ago where they should have staggered these guys on extensions and we'll know more like i said in the off season we're going to get back into this when these guys sign in different places but yeah yeah i'll be interesting we could almost do i i don't see rizzo signing back with the yankees no if anybody he's the best chance to come back to chicago I, i i see the possibility of of um, bias signing back within Mets, but I don't think he's going to get the two hundred plus million dollars. Absolutely not. Uh, Chris Bryant will be one of those wild cards. I don't, I, I don't know if San because San Francisco has a third baseman. I don't know what their 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 outlook looks because they're kind of overachieving this year. Because this is a great pickup for San Francisco because they didn't burn any of their really good uh, minor leaguers on this not trade. not big guys no um but and they only got him for two months and the Cubs probably end up paying it so he I have a feeling you know what I see him on the west coast I see him I in, see yeah. I see him in Cal- or Anaheim area so I see Chris Bryant re-signing with the San Francisco Giants um, he you grew know. up. He grew up with them as uh, grew up a fan of the Giants. Barry Bonds oh, is his favorite player. Um, his family lives in Vegas. They're very close. He seems to have a connection with San Francisco, and he looks like that. He he looked like he was at home right away. Um, Good. I'm I'm happy for him. Javi, I don't. I would if I had to put money on somebody right now. And I want to say the Javi Bias trade. Like 
set aside the Craig Kimbrell trade, I think that was my favorite of all. Like that return okay. was my favorite. If he, if that trade didn't have of the core that left between Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, and Javi Baez, my favorite trade was the Javi Baez trade because this Pete Crow Armstrong guy, the Mets media was very upset that the Mets gave him up. Okay, and, good. and that's promising. So well, the, I'm going to keep an key, eye on that. The key with all these trades is is if one of these guys pans out, just one or two of them pan out, um, and we won't know that for four years. Um, so it'll, yeah. I don't miss, and I'm not going to miss the pitchers that we lost because I don't think they could help us because they were all on like final year contracts. And you could you could sign a guy like Chafin back or um, sure. And Kimbrel, I think we got good pay from him, and um, I don't think for he would have sat in the you know he's gonna come in the game when they're down six to four yeah. or six to two because they're gonna be down a lot of games the next year too yeah so yeah chris bryant giants i think javi ends up ultimately going back to the mets rizzo is the wild card now if rizzo does if if all bridges are built again and there's forgiveness and there's a there's a decent offer for rizzo i think rizzo comes back and i think rizzo is a productive first baseman if he comes back, that could very well open the door for a Chris Bryant reunion. Absolutely. I'm not ruling that out. They're, they work well together. They said they want to play together. I could see that happening. But if Rizzo goes elsewhere, I really do see Chris Bryant staying in San Francisco. It's it's the unknown because we don't know how contentious is all got. Yes. So, um, and we're going to... And work- if, 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 you know, look at look what... The Yankees traded Chappie in 2016. They got a really good player from the Cubs, young player. Glaber Torres, yeah. And this could could be win World Series after World Series for the Yankees. I would never, I would never, I have a problem with that trade because it brought us a World Series. We don't win it without Chappie. But look what happened after that. He went back to New York. Yeah, so it could happen, but... We won't know until the offseason, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste time being mad and talking about it anymore. I will say, I do have MLB TV now, and I am going to be watching the Cubs, the Yankees, the Giants, and the Mets every single night now. And if you're a fan of the Yankees and are becoming a fan of Anthony Rizzo, you have a chance to thank Chicago. You can <laughs> you can support us as we walk in Anthony Rizzo walk. So go to ChicagoCubsFan.us and you can link to a place where you can contribute to our walk. Beautiful. Yes. Is that a nice plug? That was a great plug. Um, also, to add, just to stop talking about the Cubs, 2022 schedule did come out, and I just want to I just want to point out one week for you. Ooh. June 7th and 8th, and then 10th, 11th, and 12th. That's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Chicago Cubs at Baltimore at New York Yankees. Just put it on the calendar. That might be a, that might be our baseball road the trip. The first Tommy experience baseball road trip. Just think about it. Well, you know what we should do. We at one point we should we should have a question put on the Twitter account. Which road trip should we go to? <laughs> yeah, let, let the people speak. Right, all but that's thousands of our yeah. listeners. That's my front runner right now. Um, that road trip right there. Hopefully, there is a team in the Cubs to be watching on the road. 
Who who are they who are they visiting in the American League? What what division? They're uh, the East, so they're going to Baltimore. Okay, so they're going that, to the Yankees, and then they are going to Toronto, but it's on August 29th through thirty first, and that's a Monday through Wednesday, so it's a little more difficult. I would yeah, like to go to Toronto, but a Monday through Wednesday is very difficult. That's hard. Um, that's Baltimore comes in place two here, and then Boston comes here at the beginning of July first through the third, um, and that's all of them, right? Yeah, that's all of them. So. Well, and I hope we go down. Well, I'm sure we'll go down to St. Louis for a weekend too. So that might be a nice weekend. Yeah, absolutely. The Cubs do play a weekend series June 24th through the 26th and uh, September 2nd through 4th in, oh, in uh, St. Louis. You know, any you know, either of those weekends would be fun. Yes. Because last time we went, we had a really good time. Yes. So we'll revisit the Cubs 2022 schedule. As for right now, I'm going to put a nail in the coffin. I'm done talking about this stupid trade deadline and what I feel about management or whatever because we really don't know until we know. So I'm done. I've said my piece. Let's move on. Let's go. But before I completely move on, I do want to give you my Chicago area pro sports teams power rankings. Oh, there's a power ranking. Okay. Number one. So this is not best. Is this best to worst or worst? Best to, to best? worst. Okay. Uh, my number one team in Chicago right now is the Chicago White Sox. Yeah. Uh, they're going to win the AL Central. They're going to give a run for the money in the AL. And whoever they meet in the World Series better be ready. I'm I'm hoping that it's the Dodgers in the World Series that they face. That would be a great 59 replay of the um, World Series. I'd also kind of like to have them, but I don't want the Milwaukee Brewers to get to the World Series. But wouldn't you love just to sweep them four straight and say, oh, hey, by the way, there's another team from Chicago. Yeah, that would be nice. So Chicago Power Rankings, number one, Chicago White Sox. Number two, Chicago Bears. Uh, I think everybody's getting hyped about football. They're pretty excited about our quarterback. Uh, and the defense looks alive. So we don't know a lot now because they're just in training camp, and we're going to talk about the Bears for a minute, but that's my number two team in Chicago right now. Number three, the Chicago Bulls, which we're going to get to in a minute too. They the Bulls over the Blackhawks? They just might make the playoffs. Uh, and this is based on also not just my opinion, but what is going to be talked about the most in the Chicago area. Highly. Talked about highly. So, one White Sox, two Bears, three Bulls, four Blackhawks. Now, one through four. Wait, wait, you're missing someone. Now, one through four right now is uh, they're all on the up because I do think the Blackhawks are going to contend for a Stanley Cup this year, and we're going to talk about their moves in a minute too. But you think about it, the White Sox, the Bears, the Bulls, and the Blackhawks all look good. That's four major sports that you're looking at playoffs, potentially championships in Chicago, and that's a championships. Good sign. Championships. The Bulls? No. The, yeah, I was gonna say to get Michael back. No. Uh, number five is the Chicago Fire. I don't know anything about. I don't know who plays for the Chicago Fire, but I do know that they're a soccer team that plays at Soldier Field, and there is a playoff in Major League Soccer, and I don't know when it is, but maybe just maybe the Fire are good enough. I don't know what their record is. They, I don't know how good they are, but by golly, they're a soccer team in Chicago. Go Fire. Tommy, I've been to Fire Games. They won the championship their first year in existence. They did, and they can do it again this year. 
I used to go to see their predecessor at Soldier Field also. The Chicago, the Chicago State. State. Correct. Yes. Uh, and then number six is the Chicago Cubs. Now I'm six. done talking about the Chicago Cubs. Even behind um, the lingerie football league team? or um... Well, I don't know if that exists anymore. And also, <laughs> I just wanted to prove a point that I'm mad at the Chicago Cubs. So you're so. going to... You're in timeout. Number six, Cubs. Number five, Fire. Number four, Blackhawks. Number three, Bulls. Number two, Bears. Number one, White Sox. There is your Chicago Power Ranking. I don't know enough about the uh, Bulls and Blackhawks moves to uh, put them ahead or behind the Cubs, but the Cubs, they probably rightfully so deserve to be six. Well, let's talk about the Bulls and Blackhawks. Can we look at this again in one year? Let's – or yes. maybe there'll be a continuous uh, thing yes. they'll have. But let's talk about the Bulls and Blackhawks because it's time for headlines. Oh, here come the Hawks. Something like that. Yes. Uh, let's start with the Bulls. Chicago Bulls might make the playoffs this year. They have signed the Bulls. The Bulls. The Bulls. Oh, I hate the. I hate those guys. I'm sorry. You hate the Chicago Bulls. No, those the whatever the. Oh, the the Chicago sports super fans. Yeah, I don't like those oh. guys. Well, I, a little, a little too much of them during the eighties. Oh. Well, I didn't get enough of them. So, uh, the Bulls—they signed Lonzo Ball from the New Orleans Pelicans. He is our certified number. Agent. Yes. Well, it was a sign and trade kind of thing. Okay. I don't really know how the how the NBA works with contracts and stuff, but it worked out better that it was a sign and trade. Okay. So, uh, Lonzo Ball from the Pelicans comes over, a certified point guard. The Bulls have their point guard of the future was in Lonzo with, Ball. Was he in the, uh, on the Lakers for a while? He was, and he was traded from there okay. to the Pelicans, and now he's on the Bulls. The guy is, is only 23 years old. Is he the guy whose dad is kind of a outspoken kind yes, of a dad, you need to be quiet type guy? Yes, and I believe Lonzo did tell his dad, you need to be quiet because we haven't okay. heard much from him much okay. of any so he's so, good though he's, he's, he's good. very good he's very improved from what he was and the bulls have a certified point guard that's only 23 years old right now for four years which so is going to be improve. great so you got him alex caruso was on the los angeles lakers he won a championship quote unquote with the lakers and he is now on the bulls a shooting guard and he's good at basketball he's good yes uh, so it's an improvement. These two yes. guys are improvements. Tony Bradley is a certified, maybe a sixth, seventh man at center who came over from the Thunder, and he's going to be able to back up the big guys down low. DeMar DeRozan nice. used to play for the San Antonio Spurs, and he comes over in a sign-and-trade situation. So kind of four an, guys. Yeah, kind of an older guy, but experienced and knows how to win basketball games. Combine that with Zach Levine and Patrick Williams, who are already on the Bulls, Kobe so White, and by golly, the Chicago Bulls have just put themselves in a playoff spot. Man, can you imagine that? They have not been well. They haven't uh, been good I'm since scared. Derrick Rose. Yeah, and I wish he didn't get. And hurt. they haven't been super good since Michael Jordan. Yeah. So, and, and you know what? They went through a period. After Michael Jordan, where free agents didn't even want to come to this town team yeah. because why would you want to go to where Michael? Yeah, was? and I feel like the new general manager who came over from Denver for the for the Bulls is saying like this is going to be a basketball place again, and nice. these guys are getting on board. And I don't think the Bulls would compete for a championship next year, but they can sure make the playoffs. 
and it can bring excitement back to the United Center. And when fans get hyped about the Bulls, the Bulls start to trend upwards. A global, a global brand like the Chicago Bulls, then maybe next year you get super big free agents to come and play for the Bulls. You know, so who who knows? The future is yeah. bright for the Bulls, and I'm very excited for them. And I'm very excited to be. Up. Yeah, I'm very excited to be excited about the Chicago Bulls. Well, it'd be fun to have a competitive team. It'd be fun to have a competitive team. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, on the other side of the United Center. The Chicago Blackhawks have made some moves. The Blackhawks? Tell me they didn't trade um, Kane and Taze. No, absolutely not. No. Kane and Taze are still on the team. But they traded for Seth Jones, who comes over from Columbus, and he signed an eight-year extension with the Bulls. Eight years? Certifies a defenseman back there to help out Kirby Doc and some of the young guys figure it out. They got rid of uh, that other guy um nikita zardarov he was they they brought him over last year they paid him oodles and boodles of money and he just didn't do anything they got rid of him they sent him to calgary he was like get out of here they also drafted colton doc who is kirby doc's younger brother so now we got really? a family affair and seth jones plays on the in the blackhawk system too so it's a family affair with the blackhawks now you awesome. got some good guys and then they went and got mark andre Fleury. Now he's he's like really good. He is good. He's on the tail end of his career. It's just a one year situation. He's coming to play. But a one year deal with an older goalie tells me that the Blackhawks are going for it this year. Now, Crawford retired. Crawford has retired. Jonathan Taze yeah. was out all of last year with an internal kind of uh health issue oh, which i, I don't know okay. a lot about but he's back working out and he's gonna but he's, he, he's good they to go expect him to he's play? cleared and ready to go oh, awesome. patrick kane is patrick kane and by golly the blackhawks are gonna be good this year here come the hawks here come the hawks so oh my gosh, the united wait. center might be a very fun place to be this this oh, coming fall winter get some tickets would love some tickets would love to go to a bulls or blackhawks game so, exciting things in Chicago sports, if you really think about it, if you're an open mind. No, I'm open minded. No, I am too. Um, yeah. I I enjoy all the sports. You know, I've yeah. been to many soccer games, many my brother used to have tickets to the Bulls. Um, so I want yeah. I you know, I saw Michael Jordan play three times, I think. Yeah. yeah. So exciting things happening here. Um just for a minute, because I don't want to get too much into it, but the Bears they practice at Soldier Field this week. Where fans were able to be out there. Oh, cool! And Justin Fields was just slinging the ball around, and people are already saying that he's the smartest guy on the field. Well, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that he he knows the playbook like no one else. Yes. So I don't want to get too far into it because I do have some special plans for the podcast regarding football season and a preview to the football season that may be coming up in a couple of weeks. So tune in, but. Um, what number is he going to wear? He's going to wear number one. He's going to be number one. Wow. Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I can't remember any number ones in the Bears. On the Bears? Cody Parkey? Oh, I blocked him out. Well, it's forever etched in my brain. Uh, but yeah, so exciting things in Chicago. I'm looking forward to it. And, and guess what also? You know, this that's the professional level. 
I think we're going to start seeing some good college football too. Northwestern yes. is playing the, I think they're playing the Illini at Wrigley Field. Yes. This year. Also, so that'll yeah. be cool too. You and I, we're going to do a, we're going to do a college football episode here coming up in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But we do have big plans, maybe multiple episodes per week coming up. I don't know, but oh, things my. are happening here. So we'll double our um, listeners. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we started this episode on a, on a tough note with the Cubs, but we, we turned it right around. Oh yeah. Good things are happening in Chicago. It's going to be a beautiful weekend too. positive vibes, good oh, yeah. feelings. Um, I'm not going to let this trade deadline get me down. No, no. And, and remember you live in Chicago. I live in Chicago. Great. You don't live in, in, I don't know, Atlanta. Gross. Atlanta or Milwaukee or yeah. Gross. There's plenty of there's plenty to do in Chicago. Yes, yes, there is, and I'm very happy uh, for Chris Bryant. I'm very happy for Anthony Rizzo. Very happy for Javi Baez. Happy for Craig Kimbrell. Uh, and I'm optimistic of the future of the Cubs, but we'll see. You know, we'll maybe, and, and you know what might come out of it too. I'm hoping that one of these guys who are remaining might be a Patrick Wisdom, might be a, a Nico Horner, breaks out. Becomes out. a star. Who says we, no? We could use a, 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 a Nico Horner to become yeah. a superstar. Yeah. You what know? if Ian Happ figures it out, you know? like Yeah, Ian Happ. I'm not ruling anything out. This is this half of the season is for, you know what? Go out there and try some stuff. Figure it out. Try some stuff. Come back next year and let's try it over. And then also you're at Wrigley Field. You're at Wrigley Field. So yeah. go Cubs for forever, even whatever. We'll find out more. Um. Happy with the White Sox. Um, oh, they're getting that, that bullpen. I I don't, don't mean to derail you there, but no, it's okay. I wonder Kimbrel and Hendricks in that bullpen. I wonder if it's going to be magic or if it's going to be a nightmare. And now, if it's a nightmare, I think it won't be a nightmare till next season. I think it's just so short of a time now that they can they can work it out and they can both th- throw the ball. Yeah, I think right now your only obstacle is your manager. Yeah, if he Did can you see him if last he, week? yeah, all you need is your manager to put the pieces of the puzzle together mm-hmm. correctly, and you're talking about a six inning game. Oh yeah, you get to the sixth inning and it's over. Kopech in the seventh, Kimbrel in the eighth, Hendricks in the ninth, and you could move any of those guys to any of those positions. It's cr- it's crazy, and and that starting pitching is really good. It's yeah. and and the thing is they they win games eight to three you know what i mean yeah. you don't get a lot of two yeah. to ones and if your offense is off one night sometimes all you need is two runs and then so somebody they're getting a couple hurt guys back they just got back uh what's his name um luis roberts should be coming back yeah. eloy jimenez came back yeah so i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward yeah. to seeing what the white Sox can do because i'm a cub fan that wish the white Sox well except for when they're playing the cubs i agree i agree and nick magical will be and I'll start in two years. Good old Nick Madrigal. Um, Pat, any final thoughts? Um, I'm I'm glad to see that you're doing well. I'm okay. And I know it, I know okay. it was a tough a tough week for you. Yeah. My toughest day was Thursday when we had to say goodbye to Rizzo. Friday I was like whatever. But, um, <laughs> I, I wasn't Thursday. whatever on Friday, but now I'm I'm I know I'm ready to put this behind me. I'm ready to move forward. So yeah. go uh, Cubs. Thank you for letting me talk it out. Thank you everybody for listening. Please visit TommyExperience.com and find all the links. 
Um, we'll do it again. Maybe something special next week. I don't know. Uh, this is a teaser. So tune in um, and make sure if you listen to it on the podcast, go watch it again on YouTube. And if you watch it on YouTube, go listen to it on a podcast. So tell your friends. Tell your friends. Thank you, Pat. Uh, thank you for Obvious Shirts for letting me shout you out, even though I didn't ask permission. And uh, we'll do it again next week.